Hi there, and welcome to the Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion, where our main aim is education through a conversation. Through our conversations, delve deep into all things related to the tradesperson contracting community, from news to education to industry happenings, helping you do better business while building a better and improved South African tradesmen and women contracting community. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. Many, if not all, skill trades are well intertwined. They impact and supplement each other. In many instances, they are interdependent of each other. Let's use the example of plumbers or electricians that work in ceilings, and sometimes also on top of roofs. Unbeknownst to them, their work is directly linked to the roofing and waterproofing industry's work. For instance, if plumbers or electricians move roof tiles to have more space and light to work in, they can affect the integrity of the roof's ability to keep rain out. At the same time, if workers of the roofing industry make a mess of waterproofing a roof, it could affect electric components that are situated in the ceiling. For this reason, it is highly important to understand how your work affects the work of the other trades. In this episode, we will have another interesting conversation with representatives of PRAVA, and that is the Professional Roof Repair and Waterproofing Association, as well as people from the Roofing Academy. Now, with me in studio today for this episode, I have with me Janine DeMeyer from PRAVA, Leonie Adams from the Roofing Academy, and Joan van Blerk, also from the Roofing Academy. Thank you guys so much for your time and your effort in joining me and a warm welcome to you as well. Thank you, Willem. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having us, Willem. <laughs> awesome. It's All good right, to so... be back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Leonie, let's hop right into it. So, we're talking about the Roofing Academy. And in a previous conversation that we had in previous discussions around the Roofing Academy, uh, we, we, we discussed with the audience what role it plays and a couple of other interesting facts regarding the training that it provides. But today I'd like to ask you, why training? Why is it so important to properly train people about roofing and waterproofing? Um, you basically touched on it um, during your introduction, Willem, but can I just tell you a short story? When I started driving, my dad taught me. <laughs> so basically, my dad taught me, start your car, put it in gear, and petrol dahani. And that was fantastic. I thought I could drive. And then, unbeknownst to me, I had to study for learners, pass my license and then be legal to drive on the road just because my dad taught me how to drive doesn't mean that I could actually mm. drive safely on the road protect the other drivers as well as protect the pedestrians and the passengers in my car so again you ask why training mm. I'll give you a few pointers on that um, training is, an, is important because you can have a certified industry where you can take care of the clients and the contractors at the same time by certifying the industry, you can guarantee the quality of the workmanship that takes place within the industry, excuse mm -hmm. me. Especially when, you, when the do's and the don'ts of the workmanship is not only clearly stipulated, but also properly regulated mm -hmm. by your various bodies and people, you know, playing by, by the rules. Mm -hmm. um, we need to evolve if we're going to improve the industry for all. 
involved. You know, you, 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 you use the analogy of learning how to drive. And the fact is that, yes, you can learn how to steer with your steering wheel. You can learn how to control your clutch and your mm -hmm. petrol and your brakes. Um, you know, how to move your car and how to stop and brake it. Yes. But the fact is, do you know all the rules and the regulations Absolutely. that pertain to driving on roads? Yes. And, and, you know, all the risks involved in it. And, yes, you know, there, there are very important things that your dad perhaps he learned you the the actual skill of driving but the finer details of what mach you doing what are you allowed to do and what are you not allowed to do it's and those through kind the of window things. for example <laughs> when is it allowed and and the fact is that you know rules and regulations and and when we talk about rules and regulations we can also talk about sans standards and the requirements thereof, that they, for that matter, could serve as rules and guidelines according to which people can work or must or should work, for yes. that matter. And, and and the fact is that they are there to ensure two things. The health and safety of the consumer at the end of the day, as well as functionality. To make sure that whatever has been installed, repaired, or whatever the case may be, maintained for that matter, has been done according to a specific standard, a specific method to ensure that it is fully functional as it is supposed to be. And uh, hence, you know, it is important to learn those things, train, be trained, properly trained in doing things the correct way. You know, because if you've got a journeyman that learned, it teaches you about uh, roofing, uh, you know, there are other industries, the plumbers speak of their journeyman. And that journeyman is somebody who would teach them the tricks of the trade, like this is how you fit pieces of equipment and, and plumbing pipes and things together, and then give them a smack behind the head if they do, you know, if they make, make a mistake. But I've heard so many plumbers say that back in the day when a journeyman was the only person who they learned from, and who they were trained by, they were trained or lear they learned both the good ways of doing things and the bad ways of doing things. So yes, I, I fully agree with you now that you've explained it and used that analogy that training is extremely important. Extremely important. <laughs> Jean, so having, having mentioned all of this and having discussed all of this, how does this or does it in fact fit or tie into the the Triple B, double E, BBE, <laughs> BEE, <laughs> and the skills development uh, uh, aspect of, of things. And, and if so, how? How does it fit in there? Okay, as we all know, Triple B will always be part of our businesses in the coming future. So in, in that way, we, we, we're trying to find a better way of utilizing it for all the companies and all the parties out there. Skills development within the Triple B code of good practice is a prime example of where you can use it to benefit your company. Mm. We understand there's a lot of people, as you said, the journeyman, old gentleman, old woman out there that been in the industry for many years and that has vast knowledge within this industry and the specifics of how things are should be done. But as we evolve and as life goes further, you know, things, times change. Our intentions there is to, to regulate the industry, to make use of all the tools we have now to better help the employer and the customer at the end of the day. Because without the customer, we don't have industry. Yeah, you won't have a job. If it wasn't for the customer exactly. who, who required your services, you wouldn't have a job. And there wouldn't be business and there wouldn't be your industry. 
But so PE is, is, is a very important part of our business life in this country. And we just need to better utilize it. There's a lot of people out there that take BE and as a must and just do a lot of things just to get it done. But if we use the skills development in a certain way, it will definitely help your company. And that is where we come in. So depending on the size of your company and the amount of money that needs to be spent is on your skills development will guarantee you a certain amount of points. So this is where we go into companies and we have a look, see exactly what you have in place just to better utilize it. So we see exactly where you lack on training. And then, of course, use those training methods that we have picked up over the years to better get you certified and regulated. So it's, it's well worth investing the time to improve yourself and your company's knowledge by using the BEE practices, the vehicles, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I like that perspective. I like the, 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 the angle from which you look at, at, at the BEE uh, and the triple BEE uh, aspect of things is utilizing it. Because, I mean, many people, and I agree with you, I fully agree with you, that many people look at it as this thing that we must have this. You know, it's, it's a thing that's enforced onto our companies and, and, and our business, and we must have it. But you can use, utilize it. I mean, two, two things come into my mind. We, we, we speak about skills development. And when we say development, it's, you know, skills, yes, teach people skills, but let them develop let them reach their full potential because each of us are born with potential. Help that person to develop, even if it is by teaching them skills, then help them to develop as a person and as, as a person who can add value and contribute value to society by you know, becoming an employed person and, and you know, earning an income, being able to look after a family, those kind of things. That also helps develop society. Exactly. And at the end of the day, it helps the country as a whole to progress and to develop. So it's not just the individual that you're helping out with skills development and the BEE aspect of things. It's the fact that you are helping. It, 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 the, the scope around it is so much. It's such a broader vision that people should have about exactly. this. And they, I think they, it's just been a bad marketing tool from everybody with BE. So BE gets a bad rep. Mm. But it's, it's, it's actually there to, 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 to better our country, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways. And if we do it in the correct ways that it was set out to do, mm. I think we're going to achieve much more than what we currently have. For its intended purpose, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you said it, utilize it. Is that you just said achieve much more. Now use it to achieve. Yeah. It's there and in place. We have to deal with it. So deal with it to the benefit of your company. That's so awesome. It's a, you know what, I've never thought of it and never looked at it that from that perspective, from that angle. It's quite interesting to hear. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. 
Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Janine. Willem. <laughs> Bravo. What's been happening? Tell us a little bit more. What, we, we've spoken a couple of times before. What's happening in, in Prava, in the roofing industry as a whole? Well, Willem, this is our year. This is year three. You know what path we've been walking. You know what hoops we've been jumping through, the things we've been going to. And we finally got to year dot that we can now do professional body. So now we're literally counting off days. So this is our year. This year we are going to make our mark on the industry and change so many things. You've been laying the foundations and now it's time to start building those bricks and, and to eventually get to roof level, hey? Absolutely. <laughs> we are already halfway all, there. All pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're there. We just need to build that final stage now and then we're done. All right, so things have been happening. You've been laying the foundations. You've been uh, recruiting members. You've been you've been establishing yourself as a professional body within or an association for the roofing industry with within South Africa within our country. And uh, but so there's been a lot going on. What what is Prava looking at? You say this year is your year. This is our year. And then so, but we're only in January of this year. February film. <laughs> you, uh, you. Okay. So am I uh, two days behind? It is absolutely. indeed the 2nd of February when we're recording this episode. So you're absolutely correct. It's not January anymore. But we're still at the beginning of the year, Janine. And there's a lot. Uh, you know, there are. there's basically 10 months, 11 months left of this year. And then a whole future ahead of that. What are the plans from Prava's side? Well, you know, Willem, in this year, we plan on doing a lot of industry days for our members, uplifting members as well as the employees. Um, we've recently opened up Prava for suppliers, where mm -hmm. before we never had supplier members on our panel. We didn't allow it. But because we want to regulate the minimum standards in the industry, we decided that this was an important thing. Mm. Because it's not just coming from the contractor side, it's got to come from the supplier or manufacturer as well. It's got to be like a common ground to bring minimum standards in. So there's, there's been changes. We're still making changes. We, we're going slowly. You know, we're going forward, but we're making it the best we possibly can. We're also having various different meetings with different stakeholders, seeing what benefits, what additional benefits we can get together for our members that once we have things in place, we will then give the knowledge or the information across to them for, the, for them to decide. Our individual membership is building. So we've definitely, definitely made progress. So you just said now that your individual membership is growing. Uh, that was going to be my next question, actually. <laughs> so is there, the, you know, then the, the, that means that there should be buy-in from members of the industry. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm even getting um, queries or, or questions coming through from people that aren't even associated with a company per se, wanting to know, can I, as an individual, become an individual member? without being affiliated to a company. So yes, the answer is yes, you can. You don't have to specifically work for a company to be an individual member. You just need to comply, obviously, with the requirements. But it's it's actually awesome to hear that because it shows that there's a, a shift in perception from people working in the industry, you know, operators, uh, suppliers alike, because they want to professionalize their industry. 
um, that's an indicator to me that when people are starting to say, I want to sign up, I want to join this professional body, this body that sort of, for a lack of better terms, regulates the things to see that, you know, the fly-by-nights are sort of worked out of, of the industry, that that the at the end of the day, the consumer, uh, the health and, and, and the best interest of the consumer is kept at first priority. Um, and that this body, this association is going to, you know, ensure that if we join them, um, then we ensure that our industry is a professional. It's great to hear that that perception is changing because if people inquire, it means that that's the way that they are starting to look at things. And I think what also helps, Willem, is that we have, I think the best way to, to determine is maybe an open door policy. So anybody can phone in and say, you know, what, I have a problem. I've got photos. I don't know. Can you help me? Okay, so there's different ways to look at it. Is it maybe one of our members that made a mistake? Mm. Then we're going to go and we're going to nail our member because they, they have to apply to the code of conduct. We know that. Mm. Okay, But if not, we can still offer the consumer, that end user, also the service of how can we help you sort it out. Mm. So, so there's total different perceptions in the industry. So we're not just focusing on the contractor or on the member anymore. We're also taking the consumers into consideration. So how do you see, uh, we're, we're talking about nailing the person for doing something wrong you know if it is a registered member of yours if it's not then you can still give guidance and, and assistance to a customer sort of to help them sort of resolve the issue that that is there but certainly when you when you wrap somebody over the fingers for a lack of better terms uh, because of the, the the you doing things the wrong way that goes back to the requirements of standards um, and the fact that standards are there, they exist, they are in place, and that they have specific requirements. Now, how do you see minimum standards industry changing the way that contractors work? Well, Willem, I would say that if there are minimum standards implemented, first of all, they're going to go out and do it right the first time because they're going to have to comply with the minimum standards. There's no, there's none of this doing a slapdash job anymore to get it overdone done quickly, finished, whatever, get away from there as quick as possible. If you're going to comply with minimum standards, it'll be done right the first time. Okay, There's no guarantee 100% we know that. There could be that 0.1% that something goes wrong. Fine, we go out, we go and fix it. But if we know that our members or our contractors are working according to minimum standards and the materials that they're using are according to standards. Now, we know that your contractor could be excellent at what he's doing, but if he's buying substandard materials, it doesn't matter how good he is, his job is still going to fail. So these are the two that need to work hand in hand. So they need to know that they're getting A, quality value for money with materials, and then B, that the contractor doing the work is competent enough to be doing it. Competent enough, and also that it, he, he or she will deliver quality services at the end of the day 100% do things the correct way ensure that again it comes back to health and safety of the consumer as well as the functionality if a roof is there a roof serves a purpose uh, the beams in a roof serves a, a, a purpose everything serves a purpose and if it's done incorrectly it poses a risk at the end of the day and it doesn't function as it should hence do the work according to a standard and know that everybody in your industry does it the same way. I think our biggest issue really to start off with now is to educate the consumer. 
Because we've had this discussion before. Willem, you've got a house. You have a roof. Do you ever look at your roof? No, you don't. Mm. You don't look at your roof until it's, the water starts dropping on your head. <laughs> so, so in our industry, it's different because each and every one of us drive down the road and look at the roofs as we're going. You know, because we already see what's wrong with your roof as we're driving past. Yeah, when you come and have coffee at my house, then you look at my roof. There we go. <laughs> that, that's how it goes. So, so, so we need to educate the consumer that there is this place that you can go to, even if there's nothing wrong with my roof now. There is this place I can contact and say, you know what, can you just come and tell me that my roof is okay? Yeah. You know, for future reference, so I can plan six months in the future I need to repair my roof. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, so we just before we, we wrap this this conversation that we're having, I mean, this is this is very interesting and it's so welcoming to and refreshing to have the two new faces and the two new voices of the roofing industry and the roofing academy specifically where the guys can go I say guys, but guys and girls, where everyone can go and get their proper training. We've spoken in previous episodes and previous podcasts that we had with Janine and them um, about the fact that, you know, it, it, it doesn't need to be somebody from specifically the roofing industry who can join up with your academy and come in and attend a course there and learn about how to work with roofing and waterproofing for that matter. It's It's people of other trades can also come and do that just to get that basic knowledge and that foundation of knowledge about the roofing. Is that correct, Leonie? That's very true. So we invite anybody and everybody to come around and if you can, do do come for a site visit. Um, I'm happy to take your call and for a site visit so we can show you around. Um, we'll work through the material so you can see the unit standards that we are busy working on. We're also working on new um, material. So as much as we are currently upskilling current um, contractors, we would like to introduce new new blood into the, the contracting field, I suppose, and have them upskilled further. So from school leavers all the way to your... Journeyman. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you're never too old to learn a new trade. Absolutely. <laughs> Agreed. Thank you, Jean. <laughs> you're talking about upskill comes back to Jean. Exactly. Uh, Jean, and your focus lies, lies with the... The skills you know, the development skills element the, from BE. That's correct. Uh, that's correct. So, and, and if you just look at it from the point, as we spoke before, in utilizing that spend that you need to spend anyway mm. in the right methods, in the right let's say the roofing academy, you are guaranteed on your BEE points and you're guaranteed on your workmanship of your people. Absolutely. So it's a double win for your company. Why would you not want to do it? A double win for your company, double win for the, com the, the individual, a double win for the society, industry. the industry, the country as a whole. Exactly. It's no. just everybody just lifts their standard one step higher where we gonna South Africa is gonna be a much better place to be. Absolutely, absolutely. Just before we say goodbye, have a listen to this. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. 
This year, various role players in the plumbing industry will gather once more for an ultimate boxing showdown. And it's all in the name of charity. Yes, the plumbing industry is gearing up for this year's Champions for Charity boxing match. This white-collar boxing event will ultimately see various average Joes step into the ring and give boxing a bash. If you want to find out more about sponsorships or want to get involved, please email c4c at pirb.co.za for more. So that wraps up this conversation. But just before we say goodbye, I would like to ask if people are interested in contacting either the Roofing Academy or Prava, where can they get hold of you? Okay, so to contact Prava, the website is www.prava.org.za. Mm-hmm. Email address info at prava, P-R-A-W-A dot org dot Z-A. Contact number 010 2107315 and then for the roofing academy it would be www.roofingacademy.co.za the email address that they can use is info at roofingacademy.co.za and contact number 011-760-2788 Janine Leone Jean I want to thank you once again. I did so at the beginning, just before we, we, you know, we went into the juicy details of the conversation. But again, thanks for your time and your effort. Thanks for the valuable information that you've shared with the audience today. Thank, thank you, you for so the opportunity. Fun. And we look forward to coming back again, Willem. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So do I. <laughs> Once we've made some progress and we've got some more milestones behind us. Yeah, it's always good to have these follow-up podcasts just so that people can keep track of what's going on and the progress that's been made. Lastly, I want to say thanks a stack to you out there listening and having tuned in to this podcast. Big thanks and a big shout out to you. We will definitely chat to you again next time. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Van podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio! Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion. 